0: Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to, because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay. Okay. LiveMyHappyHealth.com slash free. Love you. Hello, podcast fam. I wanted to start with a story today. Um, I was working with a client um, sometime this week, and they were having a Womp Day. So, a Womp Day, for those of you that don't work with me, is a day where you're just sad, like a day where you're just struggling. And you kind of wake up and you're like, Ugh, today today is, is not one of those days where like you feel super light and enthusiastic and optimistic. So it's just a, like a womp, like a womp, 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 like a womp day, right? So she was having a womp day and we were talking about how to come out of it and what it takes to either accept and surf them or what it takes to come out of them. Um, And there is a misconception that a lot of people have about me, um, that you may have about me, and that a lot of my clients have about me. So a lot of people think, and I have gotten this feedback many times over the years, that I am always happy, that I never have bad days, that I never get mad, that I'm always smiling, that everything is sunshine and roses 24-7. And that is not the case. It's not the case. Like I'm happy 90, not, probably 90% of the time, which I understand is is pretty high, right? And this client really has never experienced that. And this is a question I get a lot when I'm talking about happiness as a skill set, because it is. The things that it takes to be happy are skills that you can practice. That's what we're going to talk about today. And they looked at me and they said, well, you're always happy. How do you do it? Are you just naturally happy? And I said, yes and no. I generally sit on a pretty content, happy disposition. I always have. Now, everybody exists on a spectrum, right? So some people are more melancholy. Some people are happier most of the time. I happen to sit. Mostly happy. I always have. My natural disposition is bubbly and light and fun. Within that, they said, well, and I said, well, you have to understand a few things. One, I grew up pretty privileged. We did not have financial issues. I, my parents are well educated. We were well off. They, are good parents. They love me. They're not harmful. Like every parent, you know, fucks your kid up to some degree, but like no one was ever on drugs. There was no animosity. There was no abuse. There was no cruelty in my house. Um, I was an athlete. I had really good friends. School was easy for me. I am straight, white, cis, able bodied, attractive. Thin privilege, like I have a lot of privilege. So I said, you have to understand that those things play a role. Okay. We can't just say you're 100% in charge of your happiness and ignore systemic cultural factors. We're not going to do that. So I said, these things play a role. And they said, well, I had a good family and I have all these things. And I said, yeah, kind of to a different degree. So I'm not going to get into like their particular history, but everybody has varying things, right? Whether your parents had a chronic illness, whether they had an addiction, whether there was abuse in your home whether you grew up in a well-off area or a not well-off area, if you had friends, if you didn't, if you know how to make friends, if you had something that you did well at, if school was easy or hard for you, if you're attractive, if you're thin, if you're overweight, if you have a disability, if you are able-bodied, all of those things matter. A lot of those things we cannot control. But I, I gave those examples to say like, these are things that supported my ability to be naturally happy. And I put naturally in quotes, but even in really shitty times, I am happy because happiness is a choice. And they said, well, how do you do it? How do you do it? And I said, you also have to remember that I have been in, I said, well, being a therapist helps (laughs) like being a therapist and teaching skills all day long helps. So I quite literally know the skills to teach people to be happy because happiness is a skill. It is a choice. So, so I said, well, I've been in the personal development world, right? Cause I would have started grad school in 2012, 2013. So almost 10 years now, I have been studying personal development, studying healing, studying and applying positive, skills positive behaviors to help happiness to help growth to help joy. So one I I have much more of a head start than most of my clients. And potentially you if you're listening to this podcast or watching on YouTube. Hi. Um so this is a thing that happens a lot where clients say, well I just I'm not naturally happy and it's never going to be that way and they use it as an excuse. And I looked at them and I said, you are not a victim. You are not powerless. Like, yeah, maybe you're having a WOMP day. And I said, well, what do you normally do for WOMP days? And they said, well, I just try and get through it and hope tomorrow is better. And I said, what a victim thing to say. Now, obviously, I would not say this to someone I just met. Okay, like I've worked with this client for a long time. We have a very solid relationship. So to you, I say, there are better options. To my client who I've worked with for a while, I say, stop being a fucking victim. Love you, though. It's both. And I said, you don't have to just grit your teeth and bear it. You don't have to do that. There are a thousand things you can do that will make this day either more bearable or better. You can shift the mood or you can ride it out smoother. Like you don't have to be you don't have to be crashing against rocks if you learn how to surf. You know what I mean? I hope you know what I mean. If you don't, if you've never surfed, I've never gone surfing, but it's something I've always wanted to do. So if you are surf people, please tell me how cool it is. Cause like, it's literally a dream of mine. Anyway, you don't have to crash against rocks. We can just learn to surf, which makes it easier. Or we can like literally get out of the water. Right? So I said, okay, so we normally, we normally just give up, fall into a pit of despair and hope that tomorrow is better. And I said, tell me how that works out for you. Does that make tomorrow better or does that make tomorrow way, way, way less likely to be good? Like you intuitively know the answer to that question, right? And I said, you are not a victim. You are not powerless. You've been taught that you are because nobody has ever taught you that the things that you want feeling better is a skill set. It is literally a set of skills that you apply and practice and get better at. That's all this is. So people who are quote unquote, naturally happy, I promise you are doing many of these skills. They just don't know that they're doing it. So they're like, I don't know. I just do it. Like if you meet someone who's played the guitar for 20 years and they can pick up any song and start playing, they're going to tell you, I don't know. I just, I just know how to do it. I've just done it so long. I can just do it, but they don't know how to teach it. Okay. This is why I'm on this earth to tell you. These things are skill sets. They are things you can practice and get better at. So I said, okay, what if, like, what are things you could do? Because here's the other thing. When someone asks you a question, what can you do? Most people's response is, I don't know. I don't know what I could do. And if you allow yourself to stop there, you will be a victim for the rest of your life. And you deserve better you deserve to be happy and you deserve to have the life that you want and shit that you love in it. You fucking deserve that. But if you stop it, I don't know, you will never have it ever. You'll never have it. So we have to get past. I don't know. So like all of my clients, they say, I don't know. And I say, okay, well, let's just throw some ideas out there. They don't have to be good. They just have to be ideas. And they said, well, I could um, spend time with people that I really like. And I said, amazing, you can do that. And they said, but not people who are draining. And I said, no, 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 absolutely not people who are draining. You're totally right. Uh, they said, I can, um, I can hang out with my, my dog. And I'm like, fuck yeah, we love that. You can hang out with your dog. They said, I can, um, I can do something that makes me feel accomplished. And it's like, fuck yeah, bitch, you can do that. And they were like, maybe a house project. And I said, amazing. I said, let's say you do the dishes and I said, what if, what if, in my beautiful baby cinnamon roll of a client, I said, what if you then celebrated that you did that thing? And if you're watching on YouTube, the face that they made, they literally went, mm. Mm. like, you know, when you smell something really bad and you're like, mm. that's literally a face that they made. And I said, do you think that not celebrating anything makes you happy? Like, I love all of you so much, but, like, the way that your brain works is fucking nonsense. Like, if you never celebrate anything, no wonder you have womp days all the time. No wonder you think you're a garbage human being. No wonder you have trouble being happy. What the fuck do you celebrate? Nothing. Hello? Celebrating makes you happy. Again, it's a skill set, right? But people don't know this, which is why we're talking about it. Yes, Kitty, thank you. Kitty agrees, if you can hear him, he's meowing. So I said, what if you celebrated doing the thing? And they were like, "Mm," right? The stink face. "Mm." And I was like, try it. Okay, you're going to feel maybe silly at first, but keep going. I promise it will help. And they said, well, yeah, okay, I'm willing to try it. And I was like, great, we can do that. And I said, what if you did a gratitude list? And then I got another stink face. And they were like, "Mm, why? And I was like, because gratitude rewires your brain for more gratitude. What you focus on grows. And I said, name 20 things you're grateful for. And when I tell you they struggled, (laughs) they struggled as everybody does, right? Everybody, everybody, everybody struggles at first if this is not a practice for you to name 20 things that you're grateful for. And they said, well, what, what, what would you name? And I said, oh, you don't want me to name things because if I start naming things, you're about to get real pissed off because I'm going to name a bunch of shit in about, it's going to take me about 20 seconds to name 20 things I'm grateful for. I said, I have 10 years of practice of this. You started today. You name things. And they, you know, they, they got to, they actually got to 21 and that was very exciting. So I was thinking about this client in, (laughs) this sounds so weird. I was thinking about this client in the shower this morning, but like, don't be gross, not that way. Just when I was thinking about like, okay, what podcast episodes do I want to film? I thought, oh my God, this is so valuable. Like I get all the time, like what, what does it take to be happy? Like everyone who comes to me says, I want to be happy and they don't know where to start. So I'm going to give you what I give them for free. You're welcome, but also it's gonna take someone to help you put this into practice. So the point is, here are 10 things, 11, I don't know. I didn't even count, whatever. Here are a number of things that it takes to be happy. And let me spoil the surprise for you. They're all skills. They're all skills that you can learn, which is amazing because you are a brilliant little cinnamon roll of a human being and your brain works. Your brain works, which means that you can learn shit, which means that you can change. You can grow because everything is a set of skills. Okay. So here we go. I didn't know how far we ended this podcast episode, but here we fucking go. There, these are in no particular order, by the way. It's not like you have to have this thing first and this thing second. They're just my brain works in lists. So I made a list. Um, number one is knowledge of self. If you don't know anything about yourself, uh, yeah, you're not going to make choices that make you happy. Like my sister had, <laughs> I'm about to call her ass out. Love you, Angela. <laughs> my sister said, had a job interview today because we are wanting to open a biscuit restaurant um, sometime in the near future, whenever that aligns. And I said, hey, Angela, you should probably work in a restaurant. And she was like, yeah, that makes sense to me because um, I'm brilliant. I always make sense. So she had an interview today and she said, you know, they asked me what my goals were. And I said, I've never actually set a goal. And I said, what? 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 I said, you've never set a goal in your adult life? What? And she was like, yeah, yeah, maybe that's part of the problem. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, bitch, you think? So if you have no knowledge of self, if you don't know what you like, what you hate, what makes you happy, what makes you want to punch people in the face, what makes you Things that you would like to do, definitely don't want to do. Like, how how do you make decisions on what makes you happy if you know nothing about yourself? Right. Like, this actually is paramount to all the other things. You have to know yourself, and you may be thinking, "Well, I don't know anything about myself." That's not true. If I asked you what makes you angry, you would be able to tell me. If I asked you what makes you sad, you'd be able to tell me. If I asked you what you know, what are things you hate to do? You would be able to tell me. People are very good at naming things they don't want. Where people struggle, unless you practice this, is in saying, what do you want? What does make you happy? What lights you up? Like a, you know, those like, really, those neighbors, those like neighborhoods where they have the Christmas lights and it's like, and like, the the lights match up with the music. And it's like, Carol of the Bells, it's like, la, 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 like, whatever, I won't, like, torture you with my singing. Anyway, if you don't know what lights you up, like, the most extra motherfucking neighborhood Christmas light person, we have a problem, because when you know what lights you up, you can make choices that, and this takes us into our next thing, aligned action, taking action aligned with our goals. But if you have no knowledge of self, uh, you can't take aligned action. So then you get no Christmas tree lights and your house is sad and dark like your life. OK, love you, though. That analogy actually ended up being really great. So like how do we love that? If we have no knowledge of self, we cannot take action that is aligned with our goals. This is how you end up in a job you hate, with a partner you hate, in a place that you hate living in, with Friends that you're like, I don't even like these people. I just hang out with them because they're there. I have this job because it was there. I I live here because it was there. Like, do you want a life? And I would say if you're listening to this podcast, the answer to this question is no. Do you want a life where you say, well, it was there. It was there. They're there. Like, that's that's what you want? Like, no. God, no, you want the extra ass Christmas lights to be lit up, to be happy, to to have things in your life because you fucking love them. That is what I see for you. Everything in your life or everything in your life that you have the power to choose, which is way more than you probably think you choose and you love and you say, I love my house. I love my job. I love my partner or partners. I love my friends. I love the people in my family that I choose to see. I love how I spend my time. I love all this shit, okay? But if you have no knowledge of self, if you can then not take actions that are aligned with that and we end up in blah, 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 blah land, gray land, womp, womp land, and then you're like, why do I have womp days every day? Well, because you hate everything in your life. Because you didn't choose it. Because you have no knowledge of self, okay? Okay which all of these things blend together, by the way. So our next thing that we need is radical honesty and radical accountability. Blah, 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 blah. It'd be real nice if I could just speak. Radical accountability. If you are not honest about the things that you like and don't like, want and don't want, need and don't need, you're never going to get them. Like my sister, right? She had the job interview for the um, workplace and... The entire point of this job interview is to learn how a restaurant works, to get exposure to a restaurant. And she had someone tell her, you should not tell them that you want to, you're going to open a restaurant someday. And I said, that's stupid. Why? I said, people want to help you, but if they don't know your goal, they can't help you. And she said, oh, they were, they were worried that they wouldn't teach me. And I said, you're opening a restaurant in a completely different state. Who cares? Even if you were doing in the same city, who cares? You're no, no, like radical honesty. I want to open a restaurant. And so I'm trying to get restaurant experience. I'm trying to get exposure to a restaurant. Will you teach me? Maybe they say no, maybe they say no, but like, maybe they say yes. And then you actually get out of it. What you're wanting to get out of it. Right now that's not saying be a hundred percent honest with everybody all the time. People are not entitled to full honesty all the time. Right. It is saying, be honest with yourself 100% of the time about everything. Be honest with yourself. Do not lie to yourself. If this is the one skill that you change, make this it. Stop lying to yourself. This is gonna be a whole podcast episode. Stop lying to yourself. Be honest with yourself about what you're doing, what other people are doing, your motivations. Be honest about everything. Then you are in a place of power where you can say, "Do I like this, do I want to keep this, or do I not? Do I want to change something? Radical accountability means everything is on you. your life is on you. your choices are on you. I cannot tell you how many people I piss off, whatever, not my problem, where I say that choice is yours. you made that choice. I literally had a client <laughs> sweet little baby I had another client who you know made a choice, and I said, "You made that choice. you made that, you chose that, and they said. Fuck off. Like, fuck off with this. And I said, maybe, no, but you made that choice. If you're not on this, if you're not taking radical accountability for every single thing in your life, you are taking a victim stance. Your circumstances that you stay in are on you. Your choices that you make. Are 100% on me. Even if you say, well, I have no other choice. You always have a choice. The only thing you have to do in this life is die someday. Everything else is a choice. Well, I have to go to work or I can't feed my family. Well, technically you don't have to. You can let them starve. That would be your choice. I don't recommend that choice, obviously, but you have a choice. Everything in your life is a choice. You are never stuck and you are never powerless. So radical accountability isn't, oh my God, I'm the worst. I fucked up my life. It's, I have the power to change it because I'm literally always in control. I am always in control of the choices that I make. And the consequences of that choices, of those choices are also mine because I made that choice. Those things will change your life. All of these will change your life, but like that will definitely change your life. We'll make it its own podcast episode. Our next thing is self-compassion, right? You, my beautiful, wonderful, precious cinnamon roll of a client who I said, well, Maybe one of the reasons you're not happy is because you never celebrate a fucking thing that you do. Maybe try throwing yourself a little party once in a blue moon, and then you would be happy. Or not that it's like the secret to happiness, but like celebrating things that you do literally is And, and they said, well, how do I do that? And I said, you tell yourself, good job, self. And they were like, mm. we're like back to the stink face. They were like, mm, that sounds, that feels weird to me. That feels gross to me. And I said, it only feels that way because you've never done it before. Like it's literally just a new skill. That's all. I said, practice it. You'll get better at it. I promise you it will pay off in dividends. Which sounds like Dimsdale Dale Dim-a-Dome. Do you guys remember Doug? <laughs> like the show, Doug with Patty Mayonnaise. He was like, Dimsdale dimidome, Dividends. Anyway. Anyway. Self-compassion is our next thing, right? You can't... Oh, this was... Okay. We're back. This was why I was going for that. You can't hate yourself into happiness. I... Literally had a client who was so cruel to themselves with their thoughts that they were suicidal. For years were suicidal. Thank God they never, you know, followed through with that. Um, talk about strength, by the way, but they tried for years to hate themselves into happiness. That does not work. It will never work. Cruelty never leads to happiness but I'll tell you what does. Self-compassion. Maybe you're doing the best that you can. Maybe if you're listening to this podcast, you're learning things so that you can apply them. Maybe you're not applying them yet, but you're stacking. You're stacking knowledge that when you're ready to apply, you're ready to go, okay? Self-compassion leaves room for not hatred. (laughs) like It leaves room for joy. And you may say, well, if I'm too nice to myself, I'll just become a lazy piece of shit who does nothing. And it's like, uh, or, or if you're nice to yourself, you'll get a lot more done because now you're not carrying the baggage of hate literally everywhere and beating yourself up 24 seven. So try self-compassion. Try literally being nice to yourself. Promise you it's going to work. The next two are um, conjoined. What is the word I'm looking for? Related. They're, <laughs> guys, we're really good today. They're related, having standards and boundaries. If you, again, don't know what you want, you're going to accept anything. Like if you guys have, have watched Hamilton, which if you haven't, what are you doing? But if you watched Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, Says to Aaron Burr, he says, if you stand for nothing, Burr, what will you fall for? And Aaron Burr is like, Oh, who are you? Who are you? Right? And it's like, anyway, go watch Hamilton. It's super good. Or just listen to the soundtrack. It's like literally amazing. Um, but not in public because you may cry like any of you cry in public. Fuck okay, it. We love that. Anyway, standards and boundaries. If you don't know what you stand for, if you don't know what your requirements are, then you will lower them you'll lower them because you'll accept anything. If you say, well, I don't, I, I don't really mind eating roadkill. Like it's okay. Then you're going to eat a lot more roadkill than I am because I'm never eating roadkill. Unless I'm like, literally starving in the woods, which I don't, you know, maybe that happens at some point, but I, I think that's kind of unlikely. So if it's a last resort, yeah. But if you're like, oh, like it's maybe, a, it's like my third resort. Like, mm, you're going to get a lot more roadkill than I am. If you're like, well, I mean, it's a, it's okay if people yell at me, if they're mad, they, they need to get it out. Like I promise you, you're going to be somebody's punching bag and I'm sure as fuck not. Like you need standards. You need standards for your relationships, for your job, for your home, for your life, for everything. You just need standards. You need to have them. And we can't hold standards without boundaries. So if you say, well, I never put up with anything, I, I have such high standards, and you let people treat you like garbage, you're a fucking liar. You're a liar. Because if you don't hold your standards, you actually don't have any. I hate to be the one to break that to you. But if you're like, "I I would never let somebody treat me like shit, and you're currently in a relationship with someone who is cruel to you, is mean to you, talks down to you, you're a liar. If you say, well, I would never, I would never work in a job where overtime is mandatory and you work a bunch of overtime, but it's not mandatory. Like you just stay and work a bunch of overtime and your work-life balance sucks. You're a liar, which is where radical honesty and radical accountability come in. See how all these are related, right? If you don't hold your standards, you don't have any. And if that makes you mad, good. You needed to hear it. And I say it with so much love and compassion because it is a skill and you just don't know. It's not, it is your fault when you know better, right? But if you don't know better, you're literally doing the best that you can. And it's unrealistic to expect you to do better if nobody teaches you, which this is literally what this podcast episode is for. This is what everything that I do is for. So if you're like, bro, I'm triggered as hell by you, like good. Good. I hope that you are so that you can grow and you can learn and you identify where you need support because that's all this is. Like you don't know that these things are requirements for happiness. Thank God you're listening to this podcast because now you're going to know and you can start saying, okay, how do I get those skill sets? You can work with me. You don't have to. You can work with another good therapist. Please don't work with a bad therapist. Again, any therapist should be teaching you skills. If they're not, fucking fire them. You can work with a coach. You can take courses. Like there are, you can read books. There are a thousand ways to learn a skill. But if you don't know, you're you're going to suffer for the rest of your life. So again, thank God you were listening to this podcast because now you're going to know. You're going to have more knowledge. And that is Awesome. Like that? Yes, please. Okay. So we're on a tangent, but that's okay. My brain works in tangents. Maybe yours is too. If it doesn't, you're probably like, bitch, you jump around a lot, but like, that's okay. We love that. So standards and boundaries go together. You have to know your standards and then enforce boundaries to make sure They stay right. It is your job to hold your standards. It is your job to hold boundaries and nobody can respect boundaries that you don't state. If you don't tell people where the line is, yeah, they're going to walk over it. You got to tell them you got to build an actual fence. So people stop just, you know, running into your house all day long. You have to have integrity. And this is where all of these things come together, right? You have to have knowledge of yourself. You have to take a line to action. You have to be honest with yourself and others, others to the degree that they deserve it. You have to have accountability. You have to practice self-compassion. You have to set standards. You have to hold boundaries. All of that creates integrity. Really, integrity is doing what you say you're going to do, no matter the circumstances. Being who you are, no matter the circumstances. For example, I do not lie. I may not state certain things, but I will not ever lie. I will never lie to you. If you deserve the truth. Now, this is where it gets a little tricky, right? I have no problem lying to someone who has zero deservedness, if that's a word, of my truth. Then, you actually don't deserve my my honesty. Totally fine lying to that. To people who deserve honesty, who deserve, you know, whatever, I have no... I will never lie to them. All of my clients, my friends, my family, people who have a stake in my life, I will never lie to them. I will never steal. I'm never going to do things like that. I'm never going to put profits above people. I am never going to knowingly cause harm. Those things matter. Those things are integrity. Now you may have different values than I do. That's totally okay, right? Like, You don't, we don't have to have the same values, but being who you say you are is integrity. You can't, like, like if you say, Oh my God, I'm so, I'm so good at giving advice, but I'm really bad at following it. That's because you're a liar and you have no integrity. Be who you say you are, which takes, remember, this is a skill set, which takes radical honesty, radical accountability, knowledge of self taking a line action. It's not always easy to be the person who has integrity, right? Like for example, uh, my, when my marriage, when I ended my marriage, my ex-husband was absolutely an abusive piece of shit. Like I knew that he would take the opportunity to tell everyone with ears how horrible I was, what a piece of shit I was, Literally would say anything to get people sympathy on how horrible I am. Right now I could have turned around and done the same thing and said, he hurt me. I'm going to hurt him. I could have done that and it would have been out of my integrity. So what I did instead was I told the truth because that is within my integrity. These are the things he did. They were not okay. I ended the marriage. Those things are facts. So being in your integrity matters most when it's hard Just like faith matters most when it's being tested. Those things matter. And they take all those other skills, right? Here's, here's a funny one that I think people don't always, um, put together is like a big part of happiness is being willing to look dumb, to look crazy, to have people think you're dumb, to have people think you're crazy, because your happiness should be so personal. That other people don't get it, right? Like a lot of people are like, why do you work from home? Like I would never in a million years do that. Well, great. You don't have to. This is my version of happiness. Why do you, um, a lot of people think that I would have a partner who's like very bubbly, who's like very, very high energy. And my partner is actually very, very chill. He's very calm. He's very steady. Um, he's more like. He's like less like a baby goat. I'm like the baby goat in a relationship. You guys have ever seen a baby goat? You're like, that's literally my energy, like baby goat. He's more like a chill horse. He's like chilling in the field and I'm like running up and like bouncing off of him. And I'm like, what? like really most of the time. He is the steady. A lot of people think that's mismatched, but it works for me. It works very well for me. And like, obviously it works well for him because literally world's most fun partner, (laughs) which I'm sure he's also just a very patient man. We love him though. Um, It works for me. I don't need other people to understand it. The reason I live on a farm, the reason I moved to North Carolina, the reason that you love yoga, the reason that you shop at Target instead of Walmart, the reason that you love Schitt's Creek, like people don't have to get it. It only has to make sense to you, which again, takes taking aligned action, being honest with yourself, knowing yourself, all of those things, right? Like you have to be willing for other people to think you're crazy or stupid because they're not going to get what you're doing. That's okay. We actually don't need them to. We just need you to get it. We need you to agree with the things that you're doing. Does that make sense? I hope it does. We're almost done, y'all. Our last two, gratitude. So when I tell you that this (laughs) sweet client, skeptical as they are, they show up with courage and honesty and integrity every single time. And y'all, I am not an easy person to be a client for. I'm just not. I care. I love you so much that the only thing I care about is your growth and happiness. And I'm willing to hurt your feelings to do it. I am willing to be so honest that you're upset because that's okay. Because my actual goal for you is that you're happy, which is this entire, this entire episode, we almost knocked everything over. Um, So when we were doing the gratitude exercise and I said, give me 20 things that you're grateful for. And they looked at me like I grew wolverines out of my head. And like, there's just wolverines sprouting out. And they're like, why are there all these wolverines? Like what the, what is happening? And I said, give me 20 things you're grateful for. And they were like, my family, my job, you know, fall, whatever. And one of my turkeys, Ruckus, who was like literally just chaos personified, turkey sonified. And I said, what about Ruckus? And they were like, yeah, I'm grateful for Ruckus. And I was like, great. No one is grateful for Ruckus. She's a fucking agent of chaos, but that's okay. We we actually love Ruckus. I think she is like hilarious. Um, And when they said, well, what would you be grateful for? And I said, you don't want me to, you don't want me to spout things. So they got to 20 and I was so proud of them because I don't think they've ever, ever done a gratitude list before. Um, but it works, y'all, because it literally rewires your brain to pay attention to things that you're grateful for. What wires fires together, wires together. So the more often you're looking for things that make you happy, that you're grateful for, that you can appreciate, the more your brain is going to naturally do that, which is why this is literally just a skill set. The more you play the guitar, the better you get at playing guitar, right? The more you practice gratitude, the better you get at gratitude. So when I told her, like I can lift off 20 things in 20 seconds, like birds, trees, fall, leaves, the fact that uh my I have a shit ton of windows in my house, coffee, cows, the fact that cows exist, like they're so funny to me. Anyway, I'm not gonna like make you sit through all 20, right? But the point is I have done this for a decade. I I do a gratitude list every morning. Like sometimes it's two things. Usually it's like five to 10. There's no like hard and fast number. I just, things I'm grateful for. And I told them as you go, as you get better, you're going to start noticing that you start um, expressing gratitude for smaller and smaller things, right? Everybody starts at like my family, if they like their family, my job. Um, And then they run out of big things, right? But the smaller you get, the more you can zoom in on things you're grateful for, the bigger your gratitude becomes because you start noticing the way the light falls in a window, like right now, the way the light falls in the window as I'm recording this episode, the fact that podcasts exist and we get to hang out like, oh my God, is amazing. My mentors, um, books that I've read, candles. I have a Juniper Suede candle going right now, like vibes, okay? Okay. Those things, like as you start practicing gratitude, you'll find that you get grateful for smaller and smaller things. And then your your life becomes things to be grateful for. And that is such a magical space. So we love that. The last thing, not the last thing, but like the last thing that on my list here, um, that happiness takes is courage because... All of those other skills take courage. You have to try. You have to learn new things. That inherently takes courage because you may fail. You're going to be bad in the beginning. Everybody's bad when they're learning a new thing. Like it's literally how skill acquisition works. So you have to be brave enough to do those things. You have to be brave enough to try. You have to be brave enough to fail. You have to be brave enough to change things in your life. Okay, that can be really scary and that can be really hard. And I have clients that sometimes sit for a really long time and I have some clients leave therapy, leave, like leave our sessions, completely stop working with me because they're not brave enough to change what they know they need to change. We've gotten the radical honesty down. That becomes too scary. So they go back to lying to themselves. And I can tell you where they end up in a year, okay, in the same spot. They're miserable. But people deserve a right to their suffering, okay? So that, as a as an educator, as a coach, as a therapist, like, that's my job. Like, you deserve your right to suffer. I don't recommend it. I want you to be happy. But I can't force you to do those things. So courage is the root of so many of these. You can't be honest with yourself if you're not brave. You can't be compassionate if you're not willing to hold space for yourself, that in and of itself is a courageous act. It takes so much courage. Like the amount of respect that I have for the courage that it takes to change your life is unending. It feels scary and it can be really fucking hard. It is always worth it. It is always worth it. If you heard nothing I say today, it will never not pay off. It will always pay off. The happiness is worth it. I promise you it's worth it. And if this is the first time you're listening to a podcast episode, it's worth it. The courage it takes to change your life is always worth the price that you pay. Always. Hands down, bar none. But courage is the root of so many of these. You cannot be a coward and get the life that you want. It will never happen for you. So if you take There was another thing I said where I was like, you're nothing I say. Like, (laughs) whatever that was too. Take both. I don't remember what it was, but I'm sure it was good. This takes courage. It takes courage. All of these skills take courage. Changing your life takes courage. You can be a coward for the rest of your life. That's your right. I don't recommend that because being happy is so much more fun. Like, it's so... It's so much more fun. Like, I I can't tell you. It's so much more fun. So those are the, I don't know, 10, 12, whatever number of things that it takes to be happy. If I missed one, let me know. If you're like, this one particularly struck me, let me know. Like, I don't, you know, I don't do this just to talk into the void. Like, I like when you guys give me feedback and tell me how you're feeling. And if you are thinking like, damn, I really want to work on those things, I have got some things that I'm cooking for 2023. Um, I'm going to be leading some sessions around a lot of these topics. So you can hop into all of them. You can hop into the ones that speak to you. But the best way to find out about those, I'm going to be announcing them soon, probably in November and December. Um And the first one I'm going to run, we're doing a little special in November. So if you want that, get on the wait list. Um, that is going to be the best place to hear about these. That way they don't get lost in the noise. And when you're ready to jump into them, you can. No pressure. But if you want to work on these skills, I'll be leading a lot of containers next year that really work on these, um, according to some themes. So. If that interests you at all, get on the waitlist. You can do it at livemyhappyhealth.com slash coaching waitlist. That's where you can find it. So if working with me at all interests you, that is the space that you want to be. Um, if you want to start working on these skills, you can download or you can just look at the free resources that I have, livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. They're going to get you there. Um, pick one start working on it. I promise you it will compound. I promise you it will start changing your life. And you are absolutely worth doing the work. Your happiness is worth doing the work. So yeah, get at me. LiveMyHappyHealth.com slash coaching waitlist. We'll get you on that. Okay, my loves. Have the best day.